Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Human Zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. It's time to attend you when I'm talking to you! On Talk Radio. Dismiss! Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. So, Boris eventually turned up yesterday in Afghanistan. It's amazing how far you have to go to try and stay out of the limelight. Didn't work though, did it, Mr Dobson? Meanwhile, back in Whitehall, Gavin Williamson, who should have been in Afghanistan, is looking for more money, quite a lot of money. The Defence Secretary says he needs another £20 billion to keep the military relevant and capable within NATO and the world. Is there really any point anymore, though? One Labour MP describes the UK's armed forces as hollowed out and very weak. Pretty hard to disagree with that, I think. 0344 499 1000. Katie Perry is here, and we're going to be asking whether England fans will ruin the World Cup and get the team sent home because of Brexit. And we're talking to Fathers for Justice after judges have declared that dads have been let down by the court system in child custody disputes. Loads of other stuff to come as well. 0344 499 1000. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Katie Perry on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Let's talk to Bob Seeley instead, who's a fine upstanding. Man from the Isle of Wight, Bob. A very good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, Bob. morning. Hi, hi, Hello. hi. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Lovely to talk to you as ever. Indeed. Now it's a fantastic day out there. It's a beautiful week. The World Cup is on. Everybody's in a good mood, right? Yeah. How about uh, Gavin Williamson gets real and stops demanding money from the woman he says he can make or break? Okay, well, I don't know about the gossip surrounding it, but I think um, I think there's a very good case for for getting some more money for defence. So I think it's um, something I'm pretty supportive of. Yeah, but we could we have a bottomless pit, though, do we, Bob? And I mean, all of this okay. is really happening. It's a bit like in football analogies, as the World Cup is on. You know, Arsenal paying one of their players more than they're supposed to, and then everybody's knocking on the door, going, "Can I have some more as well?" Yeah, I, I don't buy that analogy. Don't you? Uh, the, the purpose of having defence is to deter. Um, wars are. Even if you win a war, it is financially catastrophic. Mm. And it is better to invest in having a strong defence to deter those who would want to do you harm than underfund and then risk war, which even if you win them, or, you know, conflict of some kind, and even if you win them, these things are, are financially absolutely crippling. Sure. So but, I, I mean, I would, are you would, one of those would, who thinks that yeah. war is a possibility? I mean, surely we're, we're no, beyond that, but, aren't we? No, no. Um, uh, that... It, this is about deterring people who want to change the international order over a period of time. Yeah. The weaker our defences, 
the the more that we are vulnerable to pressure from other people. And there are the the big movement for the next 20, 30 years is those authoritarian states like Russia, like China, who are trying to change the world order to suit them more and are trying to use open societies through this hybrid war, this information war, this sort of subversion uh, in order to get what they want and to undermine those open and free societies. So we do have to defend right, that. Nick Timothy, some, some of whom we've got a lot of time for, and I think uh, you know a lot of Nick's ideas were good. Don't know if you agree or disagree, Katie. I know you, had to, you were working as part of that setup once upon a time. No, um, no, no. Some of the ideas are very good, but unfortunately, uh, we don't have the Conservative Party doesn't have the majority to see some of those things through. Yes, yeah, sadly, that is the case, and let's hope the next election changes that. So, yeah, there, there's an argument about, about uh, there's a really fascinating debate going on within the Conservative Party at the moment, which is frankly so much more interesting than Brexit, and that is whether we're a Conservative Party or whether we're a Liberal Party, whether we believe in, you know, to what extent we believe free markets are the answer, and to what extent we believe government intervention. And there's always a balance in the modern age between actually government doing enough to create markets you know, so that people can thrive within them and, you know, entrepreneurs can go out and create within them. But you need government, and you've always needed government, to be able to set the rules, set the boundaries and create those markets. So this is not an either-or, but it's a balance of how you how you strive to do the best thing. There is a bit of an issue about capitalism at the moment. There is no alternative to it. It's whether you have good capitalism or bad capitalism, because freedom is, is you know, absolutely at the core of, of what our nation stands for fundamentally. So we need to make the system work for everybody. But it doesn't but work at the moment particularly well, Bob, and I'm not sure, like the NHS, really? whether it's... Really? Throwing... Really? Who says that? I mean, we've never had more wealth creation. We've never been richer. We've never had higher employment. I mean, when people say, oh, capitalism doesn't work, really? The Soviet Union collapsed 20 years ago. I, it, I, didn't say, already? I didn't say capitalism didn't work. I said it doesn't work for everybody. The point is, is that you, know, you, can, you can spend money for the good of society or you can spend money for the good of what you call the defence of the realm. I'm not sure that uh, trying to keep up with the top five other countries in spending is going to be something the UK can afford. The US, China, Russia, Saudi Arabia and the UK are the top five spenders Russia, on defence. Right? Rus- these Russia, are th- Russia's got an economy the size of Spain. Spends about 40% of its They spent $59 billion on their uh, defence, according to the figures I'm looking at, in 2016, OK? So they are pretty much spending money, uh, whether you like it or not. The bottom line is, is that the UK has got really no business being part of those five countries. I mean, Saudi Arabia is massively wealthy. Russia does what it does because we know they do. China does what it does. The USA pretty much protects Europe right. through NATO anyway. Why are we wasting money we don't have? Well, I, I don't know where to start with that argument. I think it was a little bit incoherent, if you don't mind me saying so. Well, if you uh, don't understand me, I'll put it in words of one syllable, on, Bob, if you I... prefer, but you don't need to be insulting. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not insulting. I'm just saying it's an incoherent argument. Incoherent argument's not insulting. OK, fair enough. You carry uh, well, on. Do you want me to make an argument to well, you? Well, I'd like you to answer the question. Listen to you. Well, I'd like you to answer the question. Right, OK. I don't know if you got on the wrong side of the bed this morning or something. I don't think it's a particularly difficult question to answer. Uh, well, if, if you stop talking for a second, I can answer it. Go ahead. Fantastic. Um, Saudi Arabia, uh, you're talking about Saudi Arabia being fantastically wealthy. Well, it's not as rich as the UK. You're talking about Russia as if it's some superpower. It's got an economy the size of Spain's. So why do we need the to reality- bother fighting against them? Right, let, me, let me build an argument before you shoot it down. Yeah? Okay. All right, my friend. Um, oh, that's Saudi what Katie Arabia. calls me. Uh, yeah, you can carry on, Bob. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slap him for you in a minute. You'll carry on, Bob. Box. Carry on. Saudi Arabia, look. 
we are. I, I, there's this argument of, oh, we're such a little country, we're not a world player anymore, blah, blah, blah. There are two superpowers in the world. Um, one of them is China, and the other one is still, by some measure, the United States. There are a series of great powers afterwards, and Britain is one of those great powers, both on the hard power capabilities it has and the soft power capability. Now, basically, your question is, do we want to be part of that great power group, or do we want to effectively give up on becoming a global player? That's not actually I my question, Let no. me please let me answer well, the question. Well, you're yeah. taking a hell of a long time, Bob. I, I want... No, you're the one who's taking a hell of a long time because every time I try to answer it, you just roll on with another... Yeah, it's called an argument. I'm trying to answer your question, All right, and I'm then. doing so in a concise way. Good. The question is whether we want to be part of that great power group. Now, I think we do. And this is not a question about prestige. It is a question about whether we want to play a part, a significant role, in protecting a world that, for all its faults, has done great things for wealth creation, great things for alleviating poverty in the third world, and the international order, which is basically good and works in our favour. And at the moment, there are people who are trying to undermine that global order. Now, the question is, do we rely on other people to defend ourselves, or do we play our own role? I believe that we need to play our own role. Mm. And your quotes and your examples of Russia, Russia isn't a superpower. Only, Russia is only a superpower if it wants to destroy the world because it's got about 9,000 nukes. Yeah, in any other measure, Russia is a medium-sized power. It's got an economy the size of Spain's or Holland's. Well, well if you allow me to interrupt your uh, soliloquy for one second, levels. Bob. It's got a lot of these things that actually yeah. aren't, do, aren't... It's got nothing to do with being well, a superpower. You, you can't have it both ways. You tell me on the one hand that Russia's a sort of failing, you know, weakened uh, former military power. According to the Institute for Strategic Studies, they spend the third highest amount of money in the world on their defence, which is billions and billions and billions more than we can afford. And I quite frankly think that my question to you was not, should power. we be... Should You're we... misunderstanding the figures. It's Sorry? comparative power. You're misunderstanding... What do you mean I'm misunderstanding friend. the figures? I've told it's you the figures. It's, it's, it's comparative power. It's not actual amounts. It's, it's, the Russians buy a lot oh, more okay. with their money because it costs a lot less to get an Ivan in uniform than it does a Tommy. Right. OK, well, maybe and we should be more efficient like they are. T-76s and T-90s are much cheaper than British tanks, okay. and likewise, Russian kit is much cheaper. Right. The figures are well, why do they spend more money than we do, then, if they have, have, have everything's cheaper? Uh, for the very simple reason that I'm trying to make, because they're trying to change the global order by threatening other people, which is why we need to spend more in defence. Ah, OK, even though they're a weakened country. I mean, your argument's all over the place, Bob, yeah. but listen, we're not going to get anywhere here. Thank you very much indeed. Bob Seeley, MP, uh, member of the Foreign Affairs Committee. He thinks we should spend loads more money on defence. I don't think we've got loads more money, therefore, I don't think we should. I'd like to drive a Ferrari, Katie, but if I can't afford one, then I don't drive a Ferrari, I'd drive a Morris Mine. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Richard is in Lee. Hello, Richard. Hello, Mike. How are you? Yeah, very well indeed. What do you want to say? Yeah, you were proper jarring me earlier about your attack on uh, on MPs. Jarring you? Just, what is that? Um, you were just uh, per- perpetuating the, the, the inaccurate stereotype, grossly inaccurate stereotype. It just made me think, how, how many MPs do you actually know to form that opinion? How, do, how many? I know loads of MPs. I've 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 lived a long time in this country. Are they all on the take? And are they all? No, not all of them. No, interest. I didn't say all of them were, but I did say quite a few oh, of them do not do not uh, serve their constituencies particularly well. And I also said that many of them have been in the past, if not still, uh, taking a lot more than seventy thousand pounds out of the system. And I think you'll find that's all correct. No, no, I'm not having that. Because what do you mean the, you're not um, having it? What are you, some expert on MPs that nobody else knows? Because they're. They're, they're, they're earning, uh, whatever Katie says, it's 24 grand a year. They get a bit more if they're on a committee or, or whatever. Um, and what are you saying about not serving their constituents? Well, that's certainly not my opinion of MP. Who's your, who's your MP, Richard? The, the, uh, my, my MP? Well, yeah. I live in Lee, so it's Joe Platt. OK. And, and before that was Andy Burnham, uh, you know, a bit more high profile. Uh, both really good constituents, the MPs. Uh, you, you occasionally saw them in the constituency, but the thing is, we we vote for them to, to represent us in in Westminster. So they're, they're going to be in London, and they're going to be in um, you know, away from the constituency for a, for a good uh, a, a good amount of time. But the uh, just what Bob Steely says, you know, the, the the moment the business finishes in the week, you know, they're they're hot footing it back to their constituencies, and hardly a PMQs goes by without an MP standing up and saying, in my constituency, will the Prime Minister come to my constituency? So I think, I think you're, you probably think of MPs of a different country, not, certainly not of the UK. OK, well, let me give you Joe Platt's expense details for this year alone, OK? Office costs £16,927. Accommodation, £20,367. Miscellaneous expenses, £70. Travel, £2,843. Now... That is probably all legitimate, and that is all fine and dandy. My point is, is that they cost a lot more than £70,000. To wit, uh, so far, this woman uh, is costing us around about forty grand on top of that, and we're only halfway through the year. She's not costing us that money, though, Richard. I'm going to step in and hear him back you up entirely. She's My not costing is, us is that money because she has to do that because she has to go and do her job in two different places. Now, if my employer wants me to go and work in Manchester Where and is work Lee? in London, Where is Lee? I intend to go to Where different is places. Lee? Where is Lee? Lee, it's in Lancashire. 
In Lancashire, right. Okay, so two different places in, in the country. If you are in two different places, my employer says you've got to be in this part of the country in certain parts of the week and this part of the country in other parts of the week. They are going to have to pay for the bill because if I'm being paid £70,000 a year and I've got to pay for two homes, all that travel, all that, all that Listen, staff my work, point is, is there's no cost... way I can possibly do that. I'm not that. suggesting that you can. So, what the, I'm saying so is... they're not is expenses. That... No, but hang on. They are legitimate. I, 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 they are expenses and they are from the public purse. What I'm telling you is, is that, you know, it's wrong to say that they only cost what their salary is. No, because, because they cost a lot more than that. They may cost that, Mike, but it's what they take home and it's what people think that they are rolling in cash because of what we pay for them. Now, what you've just highlighted is something that's £110,000 worth of spend on someone. She, she, he, whoever it might be, in terms of each individual constituency, doesn't get that money. Now, it's spent on what they need to have to be able to do their things. That's fine. And I can tell you, they are not rolling in it by any means. I'm not suggesting they're rolling in it, right? But the point is, is nothing I said is incorrect. Richard's got to be in his bonnet about it for some reason, but I mean, nothing I have said is wrong. Richard, have you got any experience of good good MP work in the pat, local patch? So, sorry, what was that? Have you got any experience of good uh, MPs' behaviour in, in your local patch in terms of things they've managed to win for your local constituency or stuff that you've been oh, able yeah. to rely on them for? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not going to name drop, but, you know, there, there are MPs out there that have, they, they have quite literally put their lives on the line because they, they're dealing with a, a constituency issue that, that sort of confronts them with some very unsavoury people. No, nobody, would dispute, anyway. nobody would dispute that, Richard, but equally, you can't yeah, dispute you, the you, fact... Hang on, I did not say all MPs, first of all. You cannot dispute that some MPs have been taking the mickey out of the public for quite some time. Many of them, in fact, have been doing it for years. Yeah, no, and I'll dispute many, even. It's some. There are 650 MPs. Yeah. Now, if you're going to say many, let, let's, let's take a... a all right, well, let's say... Ten, all right, let's just take a, a small know, number of 10%, because that would be... So now we've gone from... from that would be correct, right? That would be... So yeah, you, no, no, that's not what... That's not... No, Richard, that's not my argument. My argument is even if you said that 10% of them were not very good, that's 65 people. That's a lot of money. That, that, that 65 out of 650. That's... that's, 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 that's that's, I'm not saying that it's 10%, Richard. I don't know whether you work for one of these MPs and you're just pretending to be an ordinary member of the public or what. But, you know, you know as well as I do, you presumably read the scandal of the expenses back in the day when the Daily Telegraph exposed it, did you? Well, before I interrupted, what I was going to say is those 65, our random 65, have been called out. You know, these are the ones that, that have their moats clean. These are the ones that buy duck houses. These are the ones that went to prison yeah. for expense. They've yeah. been called out. Well, but there's a lot, there's a lot more than 65 as well. They've got the nose in the trough, blah, blah, blah. And when you said to Kate, oh, it's rubbish, they can't have these uh, these expenses anymore, it's absolutely true. Well, I've just read because you the expenses. I've just read you them out. The John Lewis book, and you said when you were corrected by Katie Perrier, you said that was absolute rubbish, and it's not. No, I All said that they still get expenses, which they do, Richard. They still get expenses, Richard. Are you stupid so or something? If you, have, you, have you never... No need for insults. Have you never... That's not uh, insult. an expense in your life? What? Not from the public purse. No, I never have, Richard, thanks. So, so you, you, only, you, from private, only from private employers and companies. Do you think MPs should be employed privately, then? No, well, I don't. Don't be an idiot, Richard, for heaven's sake. Don't well, be no, an idiot. Because... If you're employed by the listen, if you're happy for the if you're happy for if you're happy for 650 MPs, if you're why you want to keep talking over me, Richard? I do this for a living. You're not going to win that one. You ask me a question. I'm trying to try it. All right, well you didn't answer it. Should I ask you again? Are you an idiot? No. Thank you. See you later.
This is Talk Radio. Now, there's an awful lot of great songs coming. We're asking for your Brexit football songs, of course. We've already had You Only Sing When We're Leaving, You Only Sing When We're Leaving, which is rather good. Uh, we've had There's Only One Referendum, which was one of my personal favourites. I like favorites. the Sovereignty one. I can't even uh, remember it now. Yeah, it's, we, very good. it's coming home, it's coming home, Sovereignty's coming home. I can now, just see him singing that. I can't imagine why anyone, even in FIFA, would have a problem with any of those That's types of very songs. very amusing. But a man uh, who knows a little bit about this story, Martin Ziegler, Chief Sports Reporter at The Times. Martin, a very good afternoon to you. Hi, Martin. Uh, hi, Mike. Hi, Katie. How are we doing? Yeah, very well indeed. Now, we've seen in the past FIFA are making uh, fines for, pe- for players wearing poppies. We've seen them fining the Russians for, for racist chanting. They're not really going to uh, fine uh, England for uh, for this kind of thing, are they? They have. I mean, they have already issued fines to some countries in this World Cup for political statements. Right. Um, there were three uh, Swiss players. Um, earlier on this week, they made sort of um, gestures of solidarity with Kosovo, the, 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 the Albanian eagle. Yes, they, they did the Albanian eagle. I thought that was actually quite creative, to be honest, because who knew? I mean, I, I guess they might have been um, Swiss of, of, of kind of Kosovo descent, right? Yes, yes, they were, exactly. Mm. Um, so, so, I mean, and obviously there's lots of the, the Balkans... Was, uh, a long history of being um, politically controversial in, in, in terms of football as well. So, yes. Um, yeah, so they, they, they cracked down fairly hard on that. So what, what people are saying is that if there, there, there were some um, Brexit songs sung by England fans in Euro 2016, um, which was at the same time the referendum was taking place. Right. So um, they're, they're just saying that basically if there is anything which is deemed political and insulting because actually the the Brexit songs that were sung were being included the F word, so um, that could also be judged as being insulting. But if it's insulting and political, yes, the the FA could well be fined. I mean, the trouble is, right? The FIFA people seem to have a different definition of political than the rest of us do, because they'd be the people that thought wearing a poppy was political. Yeah, so they. I mean, that was a, a, a sort of hugely controversial and quite a sort of bizarre. Uh, stance for FIFA to take, and actually they, they were forced to change their rules as a result of that. But yeah, it's it's. I think they are quite um, um, cautious about offending anyone's sensibilities, and it's that sort of thing. I I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um, but I think it would have to be a fairly sort of um, a, a fairly obvious. I think just a couple of people's... You know, exactly. That's what I was going to ask about. What what kind of numbers would you say is pretty you know pretty obvious to be able to say that this is definitely something that can be fined upon? And do, do indeed the fans know that they're being watched in this way and they're being warned to behave themselves in terms of what they sing, not just in terms of violence? I think the fans are very well aware that, that if, if anything, for example, any sort of racist chanting would be absolutely cracked down straight away. Quite right. They are aware of that. So I think if it's something which is, say, audible on television, um, then that would probably that would probably rate as being um, something which could possibly lead to action. Yeah, I mean, I know we've seen a couple of unsavoury incidents with the Nazi salutes and all that kind of thing, but, but I mean, have they are they still singing that ridiculous song about the Germans as well? They are. They have still seen the the, the main surrender to the IRA, which um, some well, a, a I don't know why they why do they sing that? I mean, it's so outmoded now, isn't it? I mean, isn't that sort of belong back in the eighties or something? I know it's a, it does sound incredible, but um, I mean, actually, you could say that's a, in, in some ways a political song as well. Um, so, and that, they've never been, they've never been targeted for that. So, I, I think it's um, it would have to be a, um, a, a sort of fairly fairly vocal. 
um, group of people doing that. I, mean, I also think that actually the, the, the sort of people who've been following England and Russia so far mm. have been a slightly older, more passive generation, not the sort that not the, the type that caused trouble in Holland in March. No. However, things may change if, if they go through the tournament. If, if we do get an influx of thousands of more England fans, then the whole atmosphere may change yeah. and you might get people more more um, happy to cause trouble. Well, I was reading uh, just today, in fact, that, that, that there's a plan afoot for some fans now to go out for the latter stages, which they weren't obviously they weren't planning to go unless, unless they knew it was going to happen. And many of them are going to try and fly in via Poland and then cross the border. But then it, the story said that they might actually, if there was loads of them, the Russian border guards might not let them in. Well, they, you, you know, you need to have a visa or at least a, 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 what's called a fan ID, which is when you get and you buy an official ticket through mm. official sources. So you, they'll need to have that for a start. Um, and it, it's not really easy as like when it was in France where you could just get a pop on a ferry and you're there and there's no sort of major border check. This is, this is Russia. This is, you know, the, the security is very tight here. You can't just sneak in. Um, it's... You're going to have to have everything. Well, there's some lessons. All the boxes too. Surely there's some lessons to be learnt there for that. If this does go without a hitch, and you know some of the fans that went weren't the usual types, then the tight security and the fact that it was a very different place to hold a World Cup as opposed to France or Spain or Germany or anything like that, maybe a lesson in the future about how we do allow people to attend these games. You know the strict way that they do have to have a you know fan visa, as you say, and have to be. Able well, to I think they were able. To, I think they were able to stop some of the well-known hooligans from going out there in the first place, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, there's a balance, isn't it? And it, it, it's do you do you have the balance where everything is really, really sort of prescribed and laid down, and you've got a um, you know, sort of it, 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 when, when you hear in Russia, you do feel like you can't you can't buy you can't even buy a train ticket without your passport. You, know, you can't just hop on a train and go from Moscow to St. Petersburg without mm. your passport, which is incredible, really. Yeah. I mean, it's only like going from London to Manchester. And, it, it and does it feel, does it feel Martin, as if you're in a kind of police state, or, or, or is it more relaxed than that, generally? It's a bit more relaxed than a police state, but it does. It definitely feels that, um, you know, that, that, that you're sort of, especially as a, as a journalist, that you're sort of... Slightly under scrutiny. I mean, I, I got a train journey the other day, three-hour train journey, and in the middle of it, a couple of policemen came up, checked my accreditation, um, looked at my passport, and that's not, mm. you know, that's not the sort of thing obviously we're used to. In, in no, Britain. I mean you don't get the sense that you know when you walk out, you don't put a little hair across the uh, the hotel door or anything. So when you go out, you, f- you can figure out whether he hasn't been in there since you since you were away. <laughs> well, funny enough, I did do that, but uh, <laughs> I, slightly, I slightly disappointed them. There was no, there was no, no signs of interference on my uh, my hotel room. See, stage. people do that. They do. They see it in a film and they think it's worth doing. And presumably, the big worry for the game on Thursday is is that it is Belgium, and so naturally, because England football fans and 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 all football fans really have a, a sort of slightly unusual sense of humour, that they will use that as an excuse to sing about Brussels and about the EU and about Belgium in general. Yeah, uh, well, I think you're quite right. I mean, I think there will be a, a group of people who think it's quite funny, and Brussels, and there's only one Jean Claude Juncker, or whatever. Um, then you get, yeah, all those sorts of things. I, I, I imagine some people will, and especially now FIFA come out and spoken about it. No, exactly right. <laughs> more likely to, there is more likely to now. No. I think it's fascinating how things catch on so quickly, though. You know, to, that is quite an achievement to get a whole crowd to sing the song that you came up with mm. in the first place. 
Well, I mean, Martin will be able to probably explain how that happens because it does go remarkably quickly. You know, I don't know whether they're sharing it on social media or whether they're sharing it on their phones or whatever. But I mean, even in in Premier League games, Martin, I mean, some of the chants are so up to date that you think they could have only they could have only written them on the way to the game. You know. Yeah, I mean, so and I think there there are people within within fans groups at all clubs and within England and. you know, they, they they almost make it their life's work to to come up with songs and they they run let's do this 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 tune let's spread it around goes on the fan forum uh, fans WhatsApp groups all that sort of thing and then and then you get you know, ten or twenty starting it off and then it builds up and builds up and then everybody starts doing it I, I think that's basically they should um, be marketing for a living. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, indeed. And I mean, just in general, I mean, it's been a very successful World Cup so far. It seems to me, and the football's been tremendous. The uh, the arguments about VAR continue, and you've got to argue about something. Um, But I mean, you'd have to say. I mean, I'm saying to people, it's it's the most enjoyable World Cup I can remember, actually. Yeah, I I I certainly think it's the most. I mean, I've been to every one since 1998. Um, the one in Germany is really, really good. Yeah. But I think the football's been better here. The game's been more exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, you know, the good thing about VAR is actually it, it doesn't stop the debate. Sometimes you might say it sort of provokes the debate, but yeah. it does avoid some of the some of the major injustices. Um, so that 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 to me all adds a bit exciting to this. I mean, sure. I, I was at the Portugal game yesterday, and then, then the. The, the sort of no, I mean, the, 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 the Portugal game last night was bizarre. I mean, I was sitting there watching it thinking, if that guy had scored that goal in the final seconds, Iran would have been going through and Portugal would have been going out, which would have been incredible. Uh, it would have been incredible. I mean, I, I thought that was a... Um, that was, uh, there have been 15 VAR reviews. That was the only one I think there's been a mistake. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was quite exciting, you know, when he was deciding whether Ronaldo was going to get the red card or not. You right. Know, to, you know, a minute there, it was kind of quite sort of anticipation you probably wouldn't get. No, exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, Martin, have a wonderful time. Thank you for sparing some time to talk to us. Let's hope that uh, uh, you manage to get through the rest of the tournament without getting your papers searched and your hotel room ransacked. Martin Ziegler there from The Times talking about the Brexit problem for England fans. Let's hope uh, they don't get England in trouble. Lizzie has uh, texted in to say, how about these for Brexit pop songs? Walk Away by Monroe. Uh, Please Release Me by Ingebert Humperdinck. Take These Chains From My Heart and Set Me Free. I Want to Break Free by Queen. It goes on. Oh, uh, yeah, good. That sort of thing. Now, I'm delighted to tell you, Katie, we're joined by a surprise special guest. Who we weren't sure what's my coming dad, in. You've been moody all morning. It's, I have not been moody. Yes, you have. No, I've simply been firm and uh, opinionated, which is my job. Tim Vine is here. Tim, Yay. Oh, well, it's a great pleasure to be here. What a here, very, very pleasant surprise to see you. Well, I was running past and um, someone knocked me over and dragged me in here. But uh, no, it's a pleasure to be that here. That would be the programme director, presumably. Going, Get somebody funny on, for heaven's sake. Well, they, you know, yeah. it's the World Cup. As they were trying to get him, they knocked into me. <laughs> so, I mean, we've just been talking about the Brexit uh, songs that are going to be sung. Yeah, in the World and I Cup. should have given that some thought. Yes, well, don't worry, yeah, because I'm... I'm sure you can be spontaneous. Oh, absolutely. Can you know, no, pressure, no pressure. Brexit, Brexit, everybody, Brexit. <laughs>
was me being spontaneous. That's not, yeah, I don't think that technically could be termed political. So you might be no. all right with that one. Oh, um, you're allowed to sing about it, but not... Um... You're just not allowed to talk about it. You right. Know? Otherwise, people get very upset. But yeah, I mean, the World Cup's been great, hasn't it? Oh, I've been fantastic. enjoying it. Um, I was saying, just talking to Martin Ziegler there over in Russia, he mm. was saying that... Uh, I mean, it's been a great success. I mean, everyone said it was really going to be has, terribly yeah. bad. You know, it was going to be really kind of, you know, I think there's been, uh, more, there's been more simulations since VAR, and they've, and they've yet to punish any simulation, have they? They've yet to well, punish... Well, indeed, I mean, when Neymar fell over backwards, mm. I could perfectly well see why the referee gave it as a penalty, because he was yeah. on the wrong side. But yeah. as soon as you saw that he'd fallen over backwards, he should have been yellow carded, shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, uh, the, the, it, as I was, I was just talking to... Uh, um, Hawksby and Jacobs on yeah. another another channel. Um, the, you uh, can say Talksports, all right? Can I, it's, it's all the same, same company. Building, it's it? all the same yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We quite like them actually. Talksports. Yeah, yeah. They're great. But I still do a show over there occasionally. Yes, I've, I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was just saying that the the, uh, the leading with the elbow now is this a recognised football move? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. There's no punishment for that at all And anymore. also, what about the, I mean, as I call it, the amazing England victory against the Panamanian wrestling team? Unbelievable. Who seemed to be more interested in hugging the players and holding on to them. In fact, when the first thing the goal went in, I was watching the guy on the edge of the penalty area who had uh, somebody or other. Yes, me too. I missed Stone. Oh, no, I missed the goal. Yeah, me too. Because the bloke was, was <laughs> hugging the other guy and wrestling him to the ground. I think we should adopt this move at Talk Radio from now on. So if I just well, disagree with you, you, I'm just going to roughly tackle you to the ground. <laughs> Listen, I know what you want to do, really, so we're not going to go there. That's not the sort of thing we talk about lunchtime. But, but I mean, it has been um, it's very entertaining, isn't it? I Brilliant. mean, tonight, really is the big, tonight is the big one for me. Argentina I, I can't wait for against, this. And what's uh, the name Nigeria. of the, that, that Nigeria? Was it Mutu or Musa? Musa. Musa. Yeah. Now, those two goals look very Tremendous. classy. Yeah. So I think that uh, Argentina could well be. I think they might be going home. The old Malvinas, so. and that, that would be great. Yeah. For and there was obviously fans. a lot of stuff that they did at the end of the last match where they didn't uh, fulfil any of their media mm. requirements. I mean, goodness knows what's going to happen if they if they lose this one. Well, I mean, Messi's now lost the plot in terms of being the greatest footballer in the world, isn't he? Yes. Ronaldo starts off the tournament with those three goals and an incredible kind of comeback yeah. against Spain. Messi misses a penalty and Argentina are on the brink of going out. So I'm afraid it's game over, isn't it? Yeah, well, definitely. Messi's it, it, certainly internationally. If you if this is the first time you'd seen him, you wouldn't know what the fuss was about. You know, if you if you just right. said to, I was you know sitting my mum and dad down to watch the football, and go watch this guy. He's the yeah, best he's player brilliant. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> they go well, what that guy's still wandering around, yeah. <laughs> not doing anything. Yeah, with a beard. Yeah, but look I think right with a beard. But Ronaldo, in in a way, his his sort of uh, tenure as the world's greatest player is looks a little bit shaky, doesn't it? I mean, it's he brings this massive atmosphere yeah. with him. But well, he, he missed didn't the penalty, do much, did he? In the well, last missed, one, well, he missed a penalty last yeah. night, which was hard to believe. Yeah. Considering all the hype that he's been given, you know, I can see Katie's kind of glazing over here. What about more importantly, right? Well, you're not watching all this, Katie, yeah, last night. Uh, not last night, no. Right, but right. but I've got two young boys at home and right. a football mad husband, so they are absolutely kind of. They're glued. That's good glued if you've got two boys it. because these got these matches on at the same time. They can they can you know. How do you get them off to bed over the seven o'clock kickoff? I mean, the big game tonight's at seven o'clock. It's so, really difficult. You know, it is they difficult. go to bed but, at half past seven. Don't but they? we, we I at the last England game, I asked uh, I asked listeners if they would let me give me some advice about parenting should I let them stay up and, and, or not mm. and they all kind of flooded in saying yeah. yes. are you kidding me yeah. can you imagine them at school tomorrow and yeah, nobody yeah. they're not understanding what everybody's going on about so I kind of give in a bit how yeah. old are they again they're nine and six nine and six oh that's alright yeah yeah they've got you've <laughs> got to right. keep stick an iPad on each you know yeah, only giant keep them up, and keep I mean, them up to watch crime stories on uh, CBS reality as well that's really <laughs> really interesting stuff <laughs> <laughs> and what about uh, what about the CO two shortage? This has been something that's been preying on my mind since the last last week. Yes, because you know I was told we're going to run out of beer. We're going to run out. Oh of yeah, chicken. I heard you and Porky yeah. talking about that. We're yeah, gonna, yeah. apparently we're going to run out of uh, uh, pork chicken. as well. Chicken, yeah, but you know really? why? Why? This is not a pleasant uh, story. This is how they kill them? They gas them. Yeah, they gas them with CO two. 
Well, you could know. swap to the old method, the mallet on the head. Uh, yeah, that's Tim uh... mallet. <laughs> I, couldn't oh. cope. I couldn't cope when KFC ran out of chicken, and I certainly can't cope now the fact that you know your regular supermarket is going to be a rush. Well, I read this morning, right, because I'm, I'm sure this is going to happen, because even though people say, oh, no, it's just a scare story, I'm, I read this morning, I'm pretty sure that there are certain things now uh, that you can't buy and you can't get delivered to your house from some of the big supermarkets. Well, they've got shorter... Um, CO2, for example, you can't <laughs> buy that. You can't, no, you can't get any of that. They've got no. shorter best before or dates as a result. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, so... There's so where, do you, where do you watch the games? Are you one of those people who likes to go out and watch them, or do you see them in the comfort of your own... Well, the last abode? one I watched on my own at home. Did you? Yeah. Why? Well, because I was going to watch it at my mum and dad's house. Uh-huh. Uh, hi, girls. Um, but um, <laughs> but uh, but I thought to myself they'd keep dropping off and I would be yelling and right. and screaming they, and I think it would just would have been a sort of yeah. unpleasant experience for them. So yeah. I thought I you know my, you know uh, the mother, of, mother of my children started shutting all the windows when I was watching the Panama game because I started swearing because I, I was getting quite worked up about the, the, yeah, the I was quite worked up. Yeah. and the I was swearing shouting at these Panamanians you know yeah um, uh, lost Cal- shut the windows lost Cal- I love Calanistas, that I thought they, we no. only did that in our house <laughs> no they so she no she does it a lot shut the windows shut the doors. Nobody can hear. Wrap the house in cling film like, in the hope that no shouting? one can hear. I'm like, well, because it's disgraceful <laughs> what's why going on. I had the why are you shouting thing when the uh, <laughs> I was at a family barbecue when England played um, Germany and the, and the, the Lampard goal was a yard over. Oh, the, you know, the, yeah. And I stood up and I said, that was over there, yeah. Is this you doing your Mark Saggers impersonation? Yeah. It's a goal! Yeah. It's a goal! It's one of the greatest pieces. We played it actually last week, I think. It's one of the greatest pieces. Of oh, audio. it's great! And it's who, who is it? Who's with him? Is it um? Is it Pierce or someone? Think, you can yeah. tell someone in the background yeah. is, is no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are the great things that you did. Yeah. I would be useless at football commentary, but it would be great to have done something like that. Yeah, yeah, have you ever tried your hand at football commentary? Well, I, I have tried my hand. At, uh, I remember um, a, at the because uh, I support Sutton United a little bit. Yes. They're, they're my local That's local side. neck of the woods. Have you never it seen is, him yeah, down yeah. there? No, no, I've never bumped into no, him. No, he claims no. not to live in Sutton, even though everybody knows he does. Yeah, well, yeah. he lives around there somewhere, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. He claims he lives in Epsom. Right. Oh, he lives in Sutton, does he? He lives right. in Sutton, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, no, you're right. He's scaled up it a bit there. But, but uh, no, they had a uh, they had a, a match there, and ESPN were there, which is a few years ago. Right. And uh, somehow I managed to wangle being a, uh, a pitch side um, reporter. Oh, right. Okay. And um, what for ESPN? Yeah, because I just really wanted to do that. You know. Did you enjoy I, it? I loved it, and I nicked a line from Harry Carpenter from the uh, Bruno Tyson fight, oh, yeah. where he said, "This." Place is absolutely seething. <laughs> Which was, presumably, were you there for one? Were, were you there for Pygate uh, the other uh, year I when was the goalkeeper there. was, uh, yeah, I was, was there for that, kicked yeah. out? Do you remember that? Yes, story? I do. I do remember yeah. that. And the poor guy was uh, invited by a tabloid newspaper, which we won't name. Mm. Um, uh, which is not a million miles away from here either, um, to to eat a pie at half time, and of course he got fired. He, well, because there was betting involved, it all became very very. And he was too honest mean. about it, it when it he was, was I felt interviewed. Really sorry for I him, felt actually. sorry for him as well, really. Yeah, Has he but... managed to get himself back in somewhere? Uh, I th- I don't know. Is the honest truth? Mm. I think he might have opened, a, and this isn't a joke, a pie shop. <laughs> I think he has. It's only in Britain that really, this kind of stuff could happen. It's extraordinary. But so, the, 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 the summer before he was uh, fired, I actually, um, uh, me and a mate, I, I said, let's go and, you know, we wanted to have like an activity day, right. like, you know, playing uh, crazy golf and stuff mm. like that. And uh, and I hired him uh, for, uh, I said, I'd give £100 to really? the club. Right. And we took penalties and free kicks against him. Oh, good. Uh, in the sunshine. Anyone? Fantastic, That's yeah. great. And then he's not there anymore. No, I know. The curse of Vine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Curse laughs> <Vine. laughs> Never mind. Well, listen, it's been delightful to see you. Thank you very much. We have to do the news now. So. Absolute pleasure. I, I keep, I keep bumping into to. this newscaster in different places. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Where else is she working? Stalker. Where else is she working? For heaven's sake. 
Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So if you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.